This podcast is presented by the Miami Rescue Mission Broward Outreach Centers, also known as The Caring Place, www.caringplace.org. Welcome to Mission Possible, the good news program with all the good news and more. Brought to you by the Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Centers, where caring for the needy, feeding the hungry, and changing lives happens every day. Now here are your hosts for Mission Possible, Ron and Marilyn Brummett. Good morning, South Florida, and welcome to Mission Possible, the good news program brought to you by the Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Centers. We're known as the Caring Place, and we've been caring for the homeless and needy here in South Florida for 98 years, soon to be 99. Uh, I'm Ron Brummett. I've been here 30 years. I happen to be the president, and what a joy and an honor it is to be able to serve others that are in great need in our community. And I want to just start the program by saying thank you to everyone <laughs> Uh, who is a supporter of our ministries in Miami and in Broward. Uh, yesterday, we had a fantastic toy giveaway. Even in the midst of COVID and the pandemic and the social distancing and everything that was taking place, uh, we were able to, by the help of so many people, I could just name a long, long, long list, uh, but we gave over 700 families thousands of toys and food and clothing articles. And then we had the opportunity to pray for those that wanted to be prayed for. And just a shot in the arm for our families. We do this every single year. We call it the Great Christmas Outreach. Uh, many of you know that we do have residential programs. We have over 700 men, women, and children in our programs in both counties. Uh, but we also reach out in the community. We love our community. We want to reach out to those that are uh, haven't made that decision to come off the streets by you know, just encouraging them, blessing them, encur- uh, asking them, do they want to come off the street? But then we also have families in our areas that uh, and you know this that are struggling you may be a listener this morning and maybe you're maybe you're struggling and yet i see even through all the doom and gloom and the negativity and you know if it bleeds it leads newscasting our communities are supportive of one another uh, it, it crosses all political boundaries economic boundaries uh, ethnicity boundaries uh, people have a heart to help others and i that's one of my greatest joy here is to see change lives to see men and women come in through the doors broken uh, hurting uh, not knowing what their future is going to be many women come in from abusive relationships some men have been on the streets for just a little while and some have been on there for five or ten years uh, just struggling with addiction and losses in their life and yet they really start seeing hope uh, at the end of the tunnel and also we are a christian organization we don't hide from that we're not secret friendly. Uh, we believe in the Lord Jesus Christ as a way to have a relationship with God, but we don't uh, discriminate on anyone who has a different philosophy or a different faith. In fact, we love our faith partners, our Jewish friends, our Muslim friends, Buddhist friends. We love people that have a common interest, and that is to help those that are hurting, that those that come to our doors that have nothing really. And so I, it's, a, it's just exciting to see men and women come through, and then the light turns on, and because of our tremendous dedicated staff and all the services that we provide that they start uh, just doing better in life and we want them to have a house you know and throughout the nation we have a mantra housing first we want to get people into housing but also we want them to be happier people we want to be more productive people we want people that can uh, keep a job and do a budget so we offer all those services and uh, we can't do it without this community i mean 700 families uh, we have a church property located in Miami Gardens. Uh, we did this very, very um, 
social distancing, very uh, strategic in how we had people distance in the vehicles. And we would come out, wear our protective uh, mask and all that, and make sure they had their toys. They were pre-registered, so we knew what children, ages they were, and uh, we were able to fill bags and bags of toys. And that didn't happen overnight. That was a lot of planning. And then, like I said earlier, when we had our great outreach, uh, Christmas outreach, we would do it on the street and in some of our buildings. We would actually close down streets. Uh, we'd have uh, Santa come and just have a great festivity, music and entertainment and great food and and just a wonderful time, even giving out Christmas trees. Uh, but we can't do that this year. We couldn't do it at our Thanksgiving banquet, where we uh, normally would serve 3,000 people on one day. We had to cut back on that. But, you know, at the end of the day, uh, we were still able to bless the community and love on the community. And that's why I said we can't do it without you. You know, So many people came up, donated toys, uh, they donated finances. And I don't have to tell you this, but most uh, agencies right now, if you look in your mailbox lately, you'll probably see you know, six to seven, eight, eight sometimes mailings coming into your mailbox asking you for your help. So your help financially and your help with your time, your help with your prayers is so much appreciated. And uh, we, we love you. We've been praying for our community. We've been praying for our donors and for our listeners uh, that they stay safe and they stay, stay safe, health, stay healthy. Now, we're getting ready to do a New Year's bash. We're going to do a little different also than we've done in the past. Uh, we're going to do it just inside our programs. We've had to actually distance all the sleeping arrangements so we can't have a full house. Uh, we're working on that. We have the wonderful news of the vaccine coming on board, but that's still money, many months ahead uh, that we're able to kind of go back to full capacity uh, and maybe even to the, to the whole year of 2021. And so we would like you to make one last end of the year gift by going to caringplace.org slash Christmas. That's caringplace.org slash Christmas. Uh, for $2.10, you can provide one hot meal and more. Uh, some of some of the listeners I know could do 1,000 meals, could do 2,000 meals. Uh, and we also would uh, love for you to help us out with uh, your donations of your goods in your home. We have a thrift store operation. We use articles of clothing every single day. And uh, maybe you're going out through your closet after Christmas, and maybe you're going to get some new clothes, and you're going to get rid of some of the old clothes. Uh, go to our website at caringplace.org. Look for our thrift store there. Uh, we'll come out and pick out some the bigger items, the smaller items. We'd appreciate you dropping them off safely at many of our locations in Broward and, and Miami. And uh, those items will go to our programs, uh, residents. So can you imagine somebody comes into the building, they have very little, maybe they have a pair of pants and a shirt and a couple, maybe just one pair of uh, shoes. But by the time they end on a progressive nature, they'll have a full wardrobe. They'll have good clothes, they'll have work clothes, they'll have play clothes, they'll have leisure clothes. Uh, pretty pretty amazing what they get when they leave and they embark on their own home and their own new destiny, their own new life. And so that's another great way that people can help us. Uh, you know, I have been here for 30 years. I have to pinch myself. And we've gone through so much uh, as a ministry since 1922. That's 98 years. We've gone through hurricanes, depression, wars, uh, uprisings, riots. And yet this ministry is still strong. Just a few weeks ago, I had a chance to see the refounders of this tremendous ministry. Some of you may know their name. That's Dr. Frank and Maxine Jacobs. They were here for 35 years. Uh, they came on board when the mission was really struggling. It was just a small operation. And under their tremendous leadership and their guidance and their vision, uh, we just grew over the years. I came up under them, so it was a joy 
to be able to go up to Alabama. Uh, they've been retired for some time now and spend time in their lovely southern mansion, <laughs> I call it. It looks like a better homes and gardens uh, home. In fact, there he is living in the house that he was born in. And when Marilyn, my wife, and I go up there to visit, we sleep in the bedroom where he was born. So it's pretty amazing in how things go full circle. You know, we, we are really relying on the people in the community to help us. So I do urge uh, at the end of the year here, uh, I know you've probably been asked a million times, uh, but if you can make that one last year-end gift, it will go so far to help us in the new year to bridge some financial gaps. Uh, we have had some difficulties in our finances, but so have others. And we have to count our blessings and thank the Lord that we have been open the entire time of COVID. Uh, we have not lost any staff to unemployment. Uh, we had to cut back on any staff. We've been very fortunate. And we're trusting the Lord to, to fill our coffers up again uh, in the new year. And unfortunately, we did lose one staff person. We had a really rough time this summer. We had uh, many cases that were positive staff. And then we had many of our residents uh, ended up positive that meant they had to be sent to a hotel and we had to work with the different county agencies to make sure they were checked medically our own clinic our miami rescue mission clinic health clinic was involved in it and so uh, it was very very trying we're not out of the woods yet of course we're still in the middle of the storm and i think some things are going to hurt our economy even more in the beginning of the year as in other parts of the country uh, but we believe in a great god a mighty god a god that uh, loves his creation that loves you loves me and uh, even through all this doom and gloom and, and uh, hurting that's going on, we are going to survive. And I do believe that the best is yet to come in 2021, prayerfully that things can somewhat go back to normal. I know we're going to have to wear our mask and practice social distancing for a long time. We are in this in it together. But again, I want to thank everyone who has spent a has sent a dime in or has sent an article of clothing or come out and volunteered here. You have really made a difference. Well, God bless you. We've got a really good program today, so stay tuned right here on News Radio 610 WIOD for more Mission Possible. Leanne Navarro here, the Senior Community Development Associate for the Miami Rescue Mission and the Broward Outreach Centers. Excited today we have with us Mark McDonald. He is the sponsor manager for a wonderful campaign platform, uh, donateatoy.org. Welcome, Mark. How are you doing? Thank you for joining us. Hey, Leanne. How are you? How's everything? Good? Wonderful, wonderful. And I'm excited. I mean, you're doing something so fantastic. Uh, you're making it so easy for everyone, right, during the pandemic to make sure that every child out there will receive a toy, a gift. Tell me about this wonderful platform that you have, that you're working with. I got to tell you, I'm excited, too. The, the Donateatoy.org platform is really something something that, that at least I haven't done before. I don't really think many people have done it before. Uh, my partner, Anthony, and I, we we decided to jump into this full force. Um, we previously have donated to Toys for Tots. We do we did about $300,000 uh, $300, in toys last year, but we wanted to create a platform, especially with, with COVID and COVID-era restrictions. Um, you know, in-person toy drives are, are harder now than they've really ever been before. So, so to be able to provide a platform where an individual, a company, an organization, a, a fire department, police department can go on. They can either host a toy drive or they, you know, they get credited for their donations. And, and the most important part about that is that, that we're matching every donation. So anyone that goes on this site, whether it's an individual or they're doing it for a virtual toy drive, they, their donation is, is doubled. Every, everything they donate will be donated 
with a with our toy match. So one one toy is two toys, which is fantastic. That is ab- actually absolutely wonderful. You're right with the pandemic. So many challenges. Uh, so many people are afraid to go out. They're, they're, they don't want to go shopping. They don't want to go to an organization to drop it off. Um, I, I hear it all the time. I mean, I've been doing this for nine years now, and I talk to a lot of our supporters. And, I'm, I'm, I mean, of course, they're finding other avenues. You know, a lot of people are ordering through Amazon. Many people don't. Uh, they're not that afraid, so they can come. They bring it. But we have to continue to open these uh, avenues so that people c- can know that there are other ways of doing things. So with your platform, and I know you do a lot of corporations, and, and you also partner with companies. Tell me more about that. Yeah, so our platform, basically, we, like you said, we needed different avenues for, for people to donate. Our, our goal is to get as many toys in as many kids' hands as we can. And this holiday season, that's going to be a harder goal than, than it ever has been before. So for us to, to be able to provide a, a virtual platform where someone could go on and, and they can buy a gift and know that they're getting double for the gift, they know that, that two kids are going to end up with, with gifts this holiday season. It's something that, that really, really means a lot to Anthony and I and, we really have have put all of our eggs in in this basket. We're 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 pushing hard. Our our days are 18, 20 hour days right now. Just trying to get organizations to to come on board. Trying to get individuals to donate. You know, the the more donations we can get, the more kids are going to be able to open a present underneath the Christmas tree this year. And that that's the goal. And it means a lot. Let me tell you, organizations like ours, we are uh, our goal is to serve 300 families from not only our centers, people that live with us, but also from our community, which is the low-income families that are not able to uh, provide toys for the children. And we do this every year, but with the pandemic, that's even a bigger issue because not only now, you know, they were already low-income families, so with the pandemic, they're not better. Some of them, they're already calling. They want to know if we're doing a food drive, if we're doing the toys this year. So we know that this is going to mean so much to so many families that are in need. And I know we are not the only ones that you're doing this for. You're also, um, you know, um, helping other organizations. Tell me about some of those organizations you're helping as well. Of course. Um, in the Miami area, especially, we're, we actually teamed up with Lawrence Taylor and the Four Life Foundation. Uh, they traditionally do a golf outing that, that benefits a, a lot of children in the area. This year, they, they aren't able to do it because of the restrictions. So Lawrence Taylor's team had reached out to Tony and I, and they said, what can we do to, to make sure that, that we can support as many children in that, as we can? So Tony and I uh, signed for Life Up as a, as a sponsor, and that's, that's really my main role. Is I, I take care of all the sponsors. I make sure that they have the marketing pieces they need, that they have all the links and the, the, the sign-ins that they need so they can track their donations, know exactly who donated, what they donated, and and uh, see see what their donation match is going to be, but uh, Lawrence Taylor and Paula Tucker, she's a great woman. She uh, she heads the For Life Incorporated Foundation, and uh, we we got them signed up, and they're 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 pushing it just like they do the golf outing. They they are having fantastic results right now. That is that is wonderful. Now when you go to donatedtoy.org, right? Walk me through the website. What can individuals and companies expect when they actually go to that link, donateatoy.org? So when you go to donateatoy.org, you're gonna, you go to a, a main page that shows Donate a Toy, Toys for Tots, and basically just, just explains that, hey, every, every toy you donate, another toy of equal value is gonna be donated. So you go, you click Donate Now. Right now we have, I believe, 135 toys. 
two, you know, a week and a half ago, we had a hundred. So we're really, really doing our best to get as many toys up there as we can before the season, give people the option. We have a, we have a large, a large group that we have to fulfill, right? We have, you know, boys, girls, children that are three years old, children that are 15 years old. So we have to have as many toys up there as we can to make sure that we get, we get toys that these, that, that children can play with and, and have fun with. That's the most important. That's awesome. So, so they can actually, when they go to the website, they can become a sponsor or they can sign up to receive toys or at this point is only to become a sponsor. So if they're going to sign up to receive toys, that, that is through Toys for Tots. We're, we're partnered with them. They handle any cash donations goes to Toys for Tots. Any receiving of gifts goes to Toys for Tots. Our platform is for an individual to go on. They want to donate a toy. They know that they're going to get two toys donated for their, for their efforts. Uh, they can, you know, you could do that as an individual. Then we also have at the top of our website, it says become a sponsor. When you go to become a sponsor, that's any organ, any organization, any police department, fire department, church group, business, anyone that wants to start a virtual toy drive because they don't feel that they can do an in-person toy drive to, you know, ha as they have in the past. So when they go to that, that area of the website, We uh, have our marketing team create marketing links. They create posters with QR codes that scan. Everything brings brings a donor to that that's looking to support that group to a landing page that basically says thank you for supporting our corporate sponsors or our sponsors in general. And you know when but every toy that you donate is going to be matched. And that corporation, that organization, that fire department, police department, church group can uh, go on and see the the donation. So they have back end back-end access into their organization to see exactly how how they're doing, how, how hard they're pushing it, how many donations have come in, and, and in in the end, how many children they were able to help. That's amazing. And you know what? It's all about bringing joy. Um, I, I think I said it before. Maybe I said it off the air. The children right now, they some of them, they don't even know. They don't understand the extent of the pandemic. They don't understand maybe that the parents cannot afford a toy or that this is not the right time for the family to, you know, get into that. So what you guys are doing is great. I think, I mean, I can definitely relate to it because we are very, um, you know, concerned about the happiness of the children, not only in our centers, but also from our community. Um, we love what you're doing. We love the website. I've been there. I visited your website. I think it's so easy. Uh, donatedtoy.org, so easy to navigate, to look for everything that you guys are doing and somehow maybe be a part of your efforts to help uh, bring toys to everyone in the community. Um, we want to thank you so many times. Now, how exactly are you going to be, are you going to be delivering the toys to these organizations or how is it going to work? We can deliver directly to Toys for Tots, right? So if there's a Toys for Tots in Miami that, that you, that uh, the deliveries want to, you know, you want them there, we can bring them there. We can deliver them right to the organization. They can say that they want the match toy to go to Toys for Tots and that they want the, the other toy to go to their local community. There's plenty, plenty of opportunities. It's just, it's just about getting toys in children's hands. That's, that's our main goal. Like you said, the, the children have had so much taken from them this, yeah. this year by no fault of their own, but, but Anthony and I feel that, that with this platform, we can really make a difference. And, it, you know, it means a lot. Leanne, to hear you say with, with your organization and how wonderful, how wonderful it is and, and what you guys do, you know, that they, that you really, really do like the platform and that, that you love what we're doing because in the end of the day, that's, that's our goal. 
This is definitely wonderful. Thank you so much for joining us. For our listeners, donate at toy.org. If you were driving, if you were not able to get that information, call me. I have all the information for Mark. I can give you the website. And thank you so much for joining us today, Mark. Of course, Leanne. Thank you for having me. Leanne Navarro here, the Senior Community Development Associate for the Miami Rescue Mission and the Broward Outreach Centers. So excited. We have on the phone today uh, one of our supporters at the Broward Outreach Centers. We have Vivian Dean. She is the uh, Vice President of DNA Masks and More. Welcome, Vivian. Thank you so much for joining us. Hi. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Oh, my God. I have to thank you once again. I mean, the donation that you brought to the Broward Outreach Centers uh, was such a huge blessing, and I want to talk about it. I wanted, you know, talk about exactly what the donation was and why was that so important. But before we even go there, tell us about DNA Masks and More. Okay, so DNA Masks and More came from uh, our previous company that we still have, but it was unrelated to healthcare or mask industry, um, as this is kind of new to all of us. Uh, DNA was, is a federal contracting company that specializes in facility support services, meaning we provide support for government facilities like landscaping for airports and things like that. So when the pandemic started in the beginning of the year, um, we were watching TV, my, my husband and I, and watching the news and how everything was in Europe, and we were so heartbroken to see that it was moving to the United States in the same rate and scary um, and then to find out that we were going to be so short on N95 masks and appropriate PPE, we just could not bear the thought of having our healthcare workers and our first responders without the appropriate protection. Uh, me being a healthcare worker myself, I'm a nurse anesthetist. Um, I do anesthesia for plastic surgery. Uh, we just could not um, understand or accept the fact that we were going to have people out there unprotected or having to reuse N95s that is not recommended, but it was um, recommended at the time due to the emergency. So my husband, it was was actually his idea. He's the one who jumped out of the couch and said, I'm going to make masks. And (laughs) me as his wife, yeah, um, you know, he's a Marine. He's been to Iraq war, uh, did a tour there in 2003 in the invasion. Wow. And I'm the one who's the healthcare worker. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Um, and he said, we're going to make masks. So I said, okay. So he, at that time, he left the house and he went and go looking for fabrics and learn and research as much as he could. Um, and he came back with some materials. We worked on it. We put things together. Um, we researched more and more. What is it that makes N95 and N95? Right. So we looked into the polypropylene layers and we looked at everything that we could possibly do to make it not something that we could provide that was such high demand but efficient and reusable and washable so we did lots of research on that we've 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 made many uh, prototypes and then when we finally were happy with one we sent them for testing Amazing. Um, what so. what, a, what a story behind uh, such a need, like you said. I mean, our world is changing. This is such a uh, tremendous need right now. We don't we don't see the end of it, right? I mean, uh, uh, we thought the end was near, but we're not there yet. And uh, this is something wonderful that you're doing. And then you decided uh, as a company to give us, my God, I, I believe it was a thousand masks that you donated to us. Am I right? Correct. 
And and that is a huge blessing. I cannot tell you enough about when we did our Thanksgiving event, a lot of our outside guests that were coming from sleeping on the sidewalk or, you know, homeless in our community that did not have a mask. So it was such a wonderful thing that we had this huge bag of masks from you guys, from DNA masks and more. And we were able to give each person that was at the, that event, we gave them a mask. Also to our residents, these are formerly homeless that are in our centers. So we cannot thank you enough for everything you're doing. My respects to your husband. Um, so if our listeners want to support you guys and what you're doing, how can they find you, Vivian? Okay, so we are on Facebook as DNA Masks, and we're also on Instagram as DNA Masks, and uh, we have a website that is dnamasksandmore.com. And if you didn't hear that or you didn't get it because you are driving, you're busy, you can call me, Leanne, here at the mission. I have all the information for Vivian and this wonderful company and this wonderful deed that they're doing for the community. Uh, not only they're serving that need, but they're also giving away for free to organizations like ours so that we can continue to help the homeless and hungry and keep them safe and protected. Thank you so much for joining us. It's been a pleasure to have you. Well, once again, we come to that part of the program where we get to talk to people who are actually going through life change. And I have with me in the studio, Heber. And first of all, I just want to say, Heber, thank you for coming and wanting to share your story. Thank you, Ms. Brumman. Thank you for, you know, allowing me to come over here and, and share my, my, my story. I'm sure that, uh, you know, my experience will help others as well. Well, let's go back in time and let's get a little bit of your backstory. Sure. Uh, tell us a little bit either about your childhood as you're growing up and young um, adulthood. Tell us a little bit about that. Perfect. So, uh, you know, I was born in Guatemala. I was brought to Miami at the age of five with, with my parents. Uh, I grew up in a lo- I grew up in a in, I grew up in a loving family. Uh, my my family has been a uh, part of a Christian church for a very long time. Mm-hmm. So my family was very supportive as well. Um, you know, I went to school, graduated high school, did, did some college as well. But in the midst of that, I made a, uh, a bunch of bad decisions, one of which was, you know, to hang out with, with, uh, negative influences. And, uh, you know, I was still going to church. Uh, I grew in the church. I became vice president of a youth group at one point. But, you know, the, the negative influence has, you know, p- played a major role. And, uh, you know, one thing led to the other. And before I knew it, I was, I had, you know, quit school and I was uh, heavily addicted to Oxycontins. Mm. Now, how how did that get started? Was that where, where they just bring all the pills together and they start? Well, good question. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So basically, you know, I, I fell in love with the party scene. You know, the whole club environment started doing that, a lot of that. Um, and then, unfortunately, my gateway drug was ecstasy, mm-hmm. which is a pill. And then, you know, I, I fell in love with pills and I came across uh, Oxycontins, which is an opiate. Uh, mm-hmm. And back then, there was sort of an epidemic with Oxycontins. I mm-hmm. kind of fell into that as well. You know, yeah. That played a major role in my life. And and then it was the peer pressure, right? That people, yeah. People you were partying with. Well, you know what? I grew up in a church. I, I didn't know much about that environment. So it, it just took me by surprise. I I immediately fell in love with it. You know, the whole party scene, you know. Um, waking up, not having any responsibilities, but to continue to just, you know. Yeah. Now, go. was there a time where you had a job? 
Yes, I did work. I did work. Uh, I've had several jobs. I've always been blessed with the opportunity to, you know, to find to find work. So uh, you were a functioning addict at one time? Yes, I was. I, I was a functioning act, functioning addict at one time. Uh, although I did spend most of my lunch breaks at pharmacies trying to get these pills. See, what happened is um, in hopes of, you know, me overcoming my substance abuse, I moved to Guatemala about five years ago, hoping that the change in setting would help me. Unfortunately, in Guatemala, uh, these pills are sold over the counter. You don't even need a prescription. So, mm. yeah, I did spend most of my lunch breaks at uh, far these pharmacies buying th these pills. So now, did you find yourself ever out on the street or? No, no. I've always had a very supportive and loving family. They they uh, never let me, uh, allowed me to get to that point. But uh, I, I was work, working towards that, you know. So I, who directed you to the Miami Rescue Mission? Awesome question. My family, uh, they met someone at their church who knows uh, my caseworker personally. Uh, Alex Chaviano. Mm. And, uh, you know, I cried out for help when I was living in Guatemala. I, I, I knew I needed help. And they, you know, they referred me to the Miami Rescue Mission. In fact, Alex Chaviano has been providing me with counseling since I was still in living Guatemala before I came back. Mm -hmm. So I moved to Guatemala and then I came back. And Alex is one of our graduates and... Uh... He also went through the mission. He's gone to school, and he's one of our really star case managers. That uh, he makes you toe the line, though, doesn't he? Yes, I, I love Alex Chaviano. I, I really do. He's always finding ways to, you know, help me grow spiritually. He's always finding ways to help me, um, you know, continue to grow spiritually. And I feel like with Chaviano, it's, everything's a test, which which I, I appreciate because it's a uh, it helps me grow. Well, we're going to come back in just a moment. We want to get a little bit more from you. What is it What is it like to live at the mission as you're going through the program and, and you set your goals and going through the education and all that process? Um, how do you stay on track? So don't turn that dial. We're going to come back and we're going to talk more to Heber in just a moment. Well, once again, we're with Heber, and he is telling his story. And, you know, all the stories here, they're they're different. Um, I always say people ask me sometimes uh, what causes homelessness or what causes people to come to the Miami Rescue Mission. And I say, well, look at that tree full of leaves. And I said, for every leaf is a different story. Uh, so, Heber, for you, um, it was not actually homelessness out on the street. And and yet you knew you needed help, and but you had good family. I was trying to direct you in the right way, but after a while, they get a little bit sick and tired and saying, I don't know what else to do for you. So um, you did come to the Miami Rescue Mission. You knew somebody at your church and Alex Shaviano, which is now your case manager. Uh, you're under that direction. To talk about the life while you're going through the program, what's really happening to you while you're here? Sure. So I've been, I've been a client of the Regeneration Program here at the Miami Rescue Mission since April of last year. Um, I really, you know, being in the mission has been the most valuable experience that I've had in my life. I've learned so much. Um, one of the things that I've learned is structure. Uh, it's probably the, one of the most impo important tools that I have to maintain my sobriety is the structure that I've been given at the Miami Rescue Mission. And, uh, you know, at the Miami Rescue Mission, I am, I am, I work as a tutor, which is my Christian service assignment. And the education center, you know, has done so much for me, has rebuilt my confidence, uh, has helped me, you know, it helped me to set goals, has improved my decision making. Uh, I feel a lot smarter now, you know, but um, yeah, I, I feel like I can actually, you know, 
continue with with the rest of my life and be a productive member of society um you know it's helped me identify what i what i could do in, in, with my with the rest of my future which is uh go into the field of education mm, that's wonderful talk about that a little bit sure so once i graduate the program right currently i'm in uh, alpha which is the discipleship uh, stage of the program where it's we the learn upperclassmen like you have 17 weeks of intense study that's right and uh, we learn tools such as um, to maintain our sobriety, of course. One of the most important tools also that I've learned in Alpha is uh, the value of a support group and support system. Because, you know, with these support groups, you can uh, seek advice, godly advice, uh, you know, and helps you stay connected as well. So I thank I thank Accountability. God. Accountability, which is very important as well. Um so uh, once I graduate Alpha, I plan on going back to school to Lindsay Hopkins. I plan on getting certified in early childhood education. Hopefully, find a, a employment in uh, at a daycare and nursery and and build from that, and uh, in the future become a physical education teacher. Wow, those are wonderful, wonderful goals. Thank you. And I can see that God is really transforming you. And even though you had that foundation, you had that um, early in life, but it shows that you can still get off track. Yes. You can still go the wrong way. Yes. How do you come back to that solid foundation? Yeah. You know what? Jesus Christ is the only reason why I've been able to, you know, start my life over. I I don't, it's definitely wouldn't, it wouldn't have been able, it's definitely not possible without the help of Jesus Christ and uh, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, which is always guiding me and helping me make the right decisions. Well, that's amazing. And I just pray that as people are listening to these various stories, as we put them on these uh, programs, that someone is encouraged. And either it's that very person who's going through some very struggles themselves, or they know someone or a family member that they just don't know what else, what else can I do? You know, I've done everything I can. And I just, you know, I'm even sick and tired of trying to help. So we know that God always has a plan. Right. And uh, but there is that surrender process mm-hmm. and uh, you came in to the program. It sounds like in the surrender process, you yep. didn't have to to uh, to educate you to do that. You mm-hmm. already were there. Well, I want to thank you, Heber. Thank you very much for sharing your story. And we're going to continue to pray for you. Thank you, Ms. Brogan. Thank you very much. Wow. What a tremendous testimony. You know, that's what it's all about here in our centers in Miami and Broward. We're serving thousands and thousands of people every single year. In fact, yesterday. Uh, we had a tremendous toy giveaway, our great Christmas outreach. We did it differently than past years, but we were still able, uh, we're so thankful to be able to bless over 700 families uh, with toys. Can you imagine 700 families, three to four in a family with their kids? That's a lot of people. And we did it with proper social distancing and making sure that everyone was safe and uh, with wearing masks and the, the whole thing that we're, we're becoming very accustomed to in our in our world right now. Uh, and yet, when people come through our doors, uh, you know, we're concentrated on what's gone in their life, what's happened in their life, and we give them all the encouragement, all the hope uh, for them to be able to change their life. But the credit belongs to them, and you know yourself. You know, we have New Year's coming up. Uh, that's when I have our New Year's resolutions. And the first resolution on many, many people, this is a nationwide survey, is that they want to lose weight or eat better, get healthier, join a gym. This is a time where gym memberships usually skyrocket because people have all good intentions to get in there and really work out and, you know, cut back on what all the sweets and stuff they eat. Uh, I don't know how that's going to work this year with COVID. I know many of the gyms are still struggling uh, and many 
many people are just getting home exercise equipment, but that's how most people uh, set out the year. But you know what happens? Life comes in and you lose interest and it's hard and it's difficult and you just stop going or you don't even get started. And that same resolution is on your next year's resolutions. Well, that's, that's sort of like what can happen with our men and women that come through our programs. You know, they have the intention, but if they don't really apply themselves, they're not going to change, just like you and I. If we don't apply ourselves, we are not going to change. And many times when people come in, they have a lot of baggage. Uh, they have mental illness problems. Uh, the women especially, they've been fleeing of, uh, domestic violence, so they have kids with them. Uh, many of them that come in uh, lack education. Uh, but we want them to be able to get all the services that we can give them that they want to take and then apply those things so when they do leave, not only do they have a place to stay, but they're better, happier people. You know, they're more productive people. And uh, that's something I look forward to, especially in the new year. It's just a joy to be able to talk to the men and women and see the glimmer in their eye and the, and the little glint and say, you know something, I'm so thankful for this place. So many of our residents, if they see you in person, would love to give you a hug. You can't do that right now because of COVID, but they're, they are grateful. They understand that there are unseen people in our community that support us financially, support us with their items, their donated items, and support us with prayer. We have a tremendous faith network that crosses all faiths. Uh, we're a Christian organization, but we partner up with so many different organizations and faith groups. Uh, the, common, the common principle is that how can we help someone who's hurting, someone who is homeless, uh, get back on their feet and become happier in life. And also the basics of life is to be able to feed people and to be able to provide shelter. That's number one. You know, we have somebody to come in and when they come in the door, it's not that they just say, you know, I want to, I want to get in your program and I want to take all your classes. Most of the time it's because they are very, very hungry. They're tired. They're beat. They're worn down. Uh, maybe they're coming off drugs. Uh, they're just beside themselves. And so that hot meal, that shower and a safe place to stay for the night or two is what they were looking for. And then we take that opportunity to say, you know something, you like this, we have programs here that you can apply for and come on into the program. We can't do it without you. Help us start the new year. Uh, I know we just had the whole holiday season with Christmas and Hanukkah and Thanksgiving and right before that even was Halloween. Uh, but help us one last time in 2020 to start off with 2021. Go to our website at caringplace.org slash virus okay caringplace.org slash virus uh, we've had to do tremendous changes in our re uh, programs to be able to take care of our men women and children uh, we still need your help every agency that i know has been having a struggle with finances and we're no exception but we trust god to provide for this great ministry it's been going on for 98 years and i'm sure it's going to continue on in the future well god bless you and thank you so much. We're praying for you. Continue to pray for us and stay tuned next Sunday right here on News Radio 610 WIOD for more Mission Possible. This podcast was presented by the Miami Rescue Mission Broward Outreach Centers, also known as The Caring Place. www.caringplace.org.